My name is Lori Montague, and I want to once again welcome you to Southwoods. And uh, Greg is not here today, so you get to hear from me for a few moments. And I want to just say um, on behalf of uh, Greg how much we very much love you guys, and we're so grateful for each of you. And I'm especially grateful that you're here today, and I want you to know that you belong, and that's what we're going to be talking about today that you belong. And I hope that whether this is your first time here at Southwoods or your 101st, or some of you, your 10,001st, I don't know, we'd have to do some math to see how long some of you have been actually been coming, that you would know that you belong. And today, uh, before we leave here, I hope and pray that you'll know that not only can you belong to Jesus Christ, but you also can belong to his church that we've been singing about this morning. And you also belong to each other to each other. That's what we're going to be talking about today. You know, for Christmas, I got a new wallet. It was time for me to get a new wallet. And since I live in a house full of boys, I didn't even tell them I needed a new wallet. I just went and got one. (laughs) (laughs) And here it is, and it's nice, and I'm getting used to it. And, uh, you know, when you get a new wallet, and ladies, you especially know this, maybe guys a little bit as well, there's a transition period, isn't there? where you have to kind of get used to it, especially if you've had the same purse or bag or wallet for quite a while. And and I'm in that transition period. And one of the first things you have to do when you get a new wallet or a new something that's carrying your things around is that you, you have to have that transition period of transferring everything that was in the old wallet, right, to the new wallet. And so as I was doing that um, earlier this month, I realized how much my wallet actually says about this idea of belonging. In fact, one of the first things I noticed in my wallet is that there's an ID. You all have probably a driver's license in your wallet, some sort of ID. And and on here is, of course, my picture and some other pertinent information. I'd rather not share all of it. But you know my height and my weight and the fact that I can't drive a car without my glasses. And, and I'm an organ donor. That's good news. And I've been donating my organs over the years. A lot of you know that joke. It's not <laughs> really all that funny. But, but one of the things I realize that's most prominent on, on my ID here is the word Kansas. It, it's in blue. Hmm. That's interesting. It's not in purple. It's in blue. And it says Kansas. Really big and big font. And so it'd be obvious to anybody that opened up my wallet that they would say, well, this, this lady belongs uh, to Kansas. She's a citizen of, of the state of Kansas, right? I belong to Kansas. And so that's one thing that's in my wallet. I belong to Kansas. Uh, another thing that I noticed that was in my wallet as I was doing this transfer thing is uh, this gold card. And maybe some of you have this gold card as well. It's called the AAA Automobile Club. And this is a card that I honestly don't always think about being in my wallet, but it actually gives me a little peace of mind. Uh, some of you were with me a few, a few years ago. We took uh, women in the church van, and we went to Springfield, Missouri for a women's retreat, and we got just about there, just about there. And then uh, what, remember what happened to the van? It just gave out. It's like, I just can't do it anymore. And the van just gave out. And we all, women, we all just kind of looked at each other like, now what? And then I said... I have this card, and it actually helped us, didn't it? It helped us to get where we were going. We got some special treatment. We even got to ride in the police car. That was kind of fun. (laughs) And uh, it says here that I have roadside and battery service. And I've I've tried the battery service, too, because one time my battery went out, and I use this card. So I belong to this AAA automobile 
club, and you would know that because you see my club card. Another uh, thing that I belong to is, is Kohl's. <laughs> this is a credit card, and don't tell Greg, but apparently I really, I really belong. It says I'm a MVC, most valued customer. I really belong at Kohl's. Um, another one I found, and I'm a little ashamed to say, it was kind of buried. It was buried in my wallet, and that's my membership to the gym. It's been kind of a busy winter, busy fall, and it was way down in the gym. But, but I do belong to the gym. Um, I belong. And another one that I found that's kind of interesting as well is this good Sam's Club. Um, I know that I belong to Sam's Club. Y'all, some of you go there too. But I also belong to the good Sam's Club. And I didn't even realize I belonged. That kind of implies that the other Sam's Club is the bad Sam's. <laughs> but it's not. They're all good. But this one is really special for those of you who have campers. If you have an RV or a camper, you want to belong to the good Sam's Club. You could continue looking through my wallet. And you would notice that I belong to the library. I go to the library pretty frequently. I belong. And my wallet says a lot about the places that I belong Some are obviously more important, like my ID, than the Good Sam's Club, right? Some are more important to me, and I value them more than others. But I think uh, if we would talk about it, uh, we would say, you know, actually this idea, this value of I belong, or you belong, or we belong, is is pretty high in in our culture. It's a value that that actually is is higher than I, I even really realized. Because with belonging to something, uh, comes all kinds of of benefits. All kinds of benefits come along with it. For example, citizenship. It's very important these days, isn't it? To to be a citizen and and to be able to prove that you're a citizen. Membership comes along with belonging. Because you belong, you can get in. Oh yeah, you're a member, come on in. Or you can do this. Advantages belong. Because you belong, you get advantages, opportunities, connections. I mean, I think we can all agree that when you belong to something, there are all kinds of benefits associated with it. And yet, as I was thinking about it this week, uh, the idea of belonging, the words, I belong, are never more valuable, never more valuable than in our relationship to Jesus Christ. Isn't that true? I mean, I can belong to all of these things, but, but they, their value of them diminishes greatly in comparison to the fact that I belong to Jesus Christ. In fact, I was wondering why I don't have a card in my wallet that clearly would say to somebody, oh, she belongs to Jesus. You know, when I was a little girl many years ago growing up in northern Ohio at the Clinton Church of Christ, where my dad was a pastor for many, many years, and I spent all my years at this church as a young, young one, and every time we would have a baptism, every time someone would come down the aisle, which was our tradition, and say, I believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. I want to make him my Savior, and I want to make him my Lord. And then my dad would take them, and they would prepare for baptism. And just like we do here at Southwoods, uh, the baptistry is, is ready. And then we'd have these baptisms, and people would be buried into the water and then come up out of the water And every time we'd have a baptismal service at our church, we had a a man whose name was Dick Cameron, a beautiful tenor voice. And he would begin to sing at the conclusion, even while the people were still wet. (laughs) He would begin to sing, Now I belong to Jesus. Jesus belongs to me. Not 
uh, for the years of time alone, but for all eternity. And a lot of times we would sing right along. And I remember as a little girl, you know, leaving with that song kind of echoing in my heart. And of course, I was a preacher's kid, so I was just so excited that another person had come that day. Another person had joined. Another person had said, I want to also belong to Jesus. And that day Jesus had said, yep, you belong to me. And why would we have such joy over that? Why would we want to sing about that? Why would there just be rejoicing in our hearts? Well, the reason is a lot of reasons. But one of them is so clearly stated in the scriptures in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, 17. Our ladies group is doing a Bible study on Thursday morning on 2 Corinthians. And this is kind of our theme verse. And I wanted to make sure that you remembered it today. It says, anyone who belongs to Christ, anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old is gone. The old life is gone. And the new life has begun. I mean, it's like new year, new you, right? Paul is saying here that anybody who belongs to Christ, the old life and all the the mess-ups and all the regrets and all the things that we wish hadn't happened or the things that we wish we could do do better, uh, those are gone. And now the new life has begun. So do you see why we would sing? The old is gone and the new has come. Another place, Paul says in Romans 8, Another reason for singing, therefore, there is now no condemnation, no condemnation, no criticism, no critical thoughts, no you're guilty. No, he says, there is no condemnation for those who, what, belong to Jesus. And because you belong to him, there's this huge benefit. The power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. This is a huge benefit. And as you look throughout scripture again and again and again, you'll see all kinds of benefits associated with belonging to Jesus. New life, no condemnation, the old life is gone, the new has come. Here's another one Paul writes about in 1 Corinthians 1.4. He says, I always thank my God for you and for the gracious gifts, the gracious gifts that have been given to you. When? Oh, now that you belong. Gracious gifts, gifts like the Holy Spirit, gifts like uh, love and joy and peace that are now really given opportunity to grow in your heart and in your mind. Another place Paul talks specifically about one of those benefits, about one of those gifts. Look at Ephesians 1. He says, so we praise God for the glorious grace. I mean, where would we be but for the grace of God? It's an amazing gift. It's an amazing benefit of belonging to Jesus, the glorious grace that he has not just sprinkled or given or kind of doled out. No, what's it say? He's poured it. He's poured it out. I have sometimes trouble pouring out grace for people in my life. But the Lord says, no, no, I I am just full of grace. And here comes a whole lot of it your way. It's a benefit of belonging to Jesus. Another place Hebrews, the author of Hebrews says in 3.14, For if we're faithful to the end, trusting God just as firmly as when we first believed, we will share in all, all the things that belong to Christ because we belong to him. It's the inheritance idea. And last time I checked, all things belong to Jesus Christ. All things hold together because of Jesus Christ. And he's saying, if you belong to me, you will one day share in that as well. All of those things also belong to you. The benefits 
of belonging to Jesus are literally out of this world. (laughs) They go beyond what we could ever ask or what we could ever imagine. But in the same way that membership to anything here on this earth, any of the things I described earlier, or any of the clubs or uh, things that you're a part of, has not only benefits, it also has responsibilities. Have you ever noticed that? For example, I am a most valued customer at Kohl's, apparently, and uh, I have that benefit. It means I get some coupons, and I get Kohl's bucks, and I I get to, to, to spend more money there, right? But I have a responsibility, don't I? And the responsibility is is that I pay my bill. I imagine that if I didn't pay my bill, that somebody somewhere at Kohl's eventually would say, she is not a most valued customer. (laughs) And they would begin to, you know, make adjustments. Same thing with my gym. I have the benefit of going to the gym and all that it will do for my body. But what's my responsibility? Go to the gym. (laughs) Get there. Just because I have the card in my wallet doesn't make me fit. I wish it did. Wouldn't that be neat? (laughs) My responsibility is to go to the gym and to pay the membership fee and and to engage in all of the benefits. That's what the gym is there for, benefits and responsibility. And in the same way, the Bible kind of reminds us that, yes, we have huge benefits of being a part of the family of God and belonging to Jesus, but we also have some responsibilities as well. Paul talks to us about it in Romans 13. He says, because we belong, he starts there, because we belong to the Lord, we we need to live decent lives. We need to live decent lives. It's, It's like a coach that says, you're on my team, and I'm excited to have you on my team. You're wearing my shirt. You're representing our school. You're representing our region. You're representing our state. You know, let's represent well. Paul goes on to say, here's what it means to live a decent life. For all to see, don't participate in the darkness of wild parties and drunkenness or in sexual promiscuity and immoral living or in quarreling or in jealousy. He's saying, because you belong to Jesus, there's great benefits, yes. But there are some responsibilities, and one of those is, is decent living. Another time, he talks more specifically about it in 1 Corinthians chapter 6. You're familiar with this. Don't you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God? You do not belong to yourself. So honor God with your body. Another time in Galatians, he says, those who belong to Christ... This is how they can overcome. They have nailed the passions and the desires of their sinful nature to the cross, and they have crucified them there. You know, in other words, you're still going to be tempted. You're still going to be you know, enticed, even though you belong to Jesus. But, but because now you have the power of the Holy Spirit living in you, and because you've taken those desires and you have nailed them to the cross, you have, you have put them to death. You are living a new life, right? The old is gone, and now... The new has come. Paul is so interested in us belonging to Jesus and to living lives that are responsible that he starts, it doesn't matter if you're you're 50 or 5, look what he says in Ephesians. He talks to children. Children. He says, obey your parents. Why? Oh, because you belong to the Lord. And then practically, it's just the right thing to do. (laughs) This goes easier in the house if you just obey. Another time, he, he talks to some women. I always, 
enjoy this one. In Philippians chapter uh, 4, he says, uh, ladies, because, please, (laughs) because you belong to the Lord, settle your disagreements. Christian ladies, come on, settle down and just, you know, act like Christian ladies. No one's exempt. Children, women of the church. And finally, there's there's this amazing verse in Romans uh, chapter 14 that really just kind of sums it all up. He says, if we live, it's to honor the Lord. If we die, it's to honor the Lord. So whether we live or whether we die, what? We belong to the Lord. Amen. Yes. And isn't it comforting to know that there's no expiration date. <laughs> there's no expiration date on your relationship with Jesus Christ. Yes, you live and you belong. You die, you belong. This is why a couple weeks ago, Greg says, we, we have no fear when it comes to death. Because whether we live or whether we die, we belong to the Lord. And friends, um, today I want to remind you that you belong to Jesus. Maybe you haven't thought about it recently. And, and for those of us who belong, we need to be reminded of that. We need to thank God. I belong to you. Thank you for inviting me. And the same is true for those of you who, who maybe have never taken that step to say, um, I want to belong. I do belong. It's like last week, Gene Apple was here from California for the North American Christian Convention, uh, reminding us of that. And, he said, it's for everyone. The invitation is absolutely for everyone. Anyone who calls on the name of the Lord can be saved. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord can be saved. And so today, if there's not that moment in time that you can remember where you said, I want to belong to Jesus, where you said, I believe, and then you followed through with Christian baptism, we want to talk to you more about that. We want to talk to you more about that. And of all places, this is the place to talk about it. So please let us talk to you about that. But secondly, once we belong to Jesus, there's this idea as well that's, again, all throughout the scripture. And that is that not only do we belong to Jesus, but we belong to the church. We belong to the local church. We belong to each other as well. You know, I I believe that when Jesus was here on earth, um, he began to realize that life is hard. I mean, think how hard life was for Jesus. He was betrayed by his best friend. He had all those disciples that he invested in who threatened to leave. Some of them did run away. There, there was all kinds of difficulty. He, he died a horrible death. Life for Jesus w- was challenging. That's why he probably said to the disciples, you know what, in this world you will have trouble. <laughs> it's not like he said you might have trouble, you could have trouble, things maybe won't go just as you planned. No, he said you will have trouble. But then he says, cheer up. Why? Because I've overcome And it's as if he's saying, you too can overcome. I know life is hard, but you too can overcome. But I also think that that's why he said, I want you to know in those hard times that, yes, you belong to me, and you also belong to others. Because it's the others in your world who can help you in those really, really difficult times. Yes, you belong to me, but you also belong to each other. We need each other. We need the family of God. We need a place. We need the local church. We need a group where we can gather to worship like we've been this morning, to be encouraged, where we can gather to pray, where we can gather to know one another. Isn't it great when you walk in and someone says, hey, 
good to see you. And they might even know your name or know a little bit about you. You immediately feel like, I belong. It's great to come together, to serve together, to celebrate. Hey, I heard you have a new grandbaby. I heard your daughter's getting married. I heard this wonderful thing about you. To celebrate those things together. It's a place where we can care for one another. Things that are rough and that happen in our lives. And you can come here and you're going to get a hug. You're going to get someone that says, I'm praying for you. I'm sorry that happened. What can we do? What can we do? It's a place where we can find friends who are like us and who make us laugh and who enjoy the same things in life that we do. It's a place where we can be encouraged and strengthened. It's even a place where we can eat soup on Super Bowl Sunday (laughs) for free, I think. This is the local church. And so the Bible tells us, and again, you're familiar with these kinds of scriptures, Romans 12, look at this one. He says, yes, we're many parts, the body of Christ, but what? We all belong. We all belong to each other. Hebrews 10, let us think of ways then, because we belong, to motivate one another, to acts of love and and good works. And let's not neglect getting together like some people do. He says, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of the Lord is is returning, is, is drawing nigh, his return is drawing nigh. I don't know if you know this, but 59 times in the Bible, 59 times um, we're instructed uh, how to take care of one another because we belong to one another. It's so interesting. It'd be an interesting word study for you just, just to look at. In fact, today I'm going to share with you two dozen. And don't be afraid because we're going to go pretty fast. Look at what the Bible says. Number one, starts out with the Gospel of Mark. Uh, if you belong to each other, then be at peace with each other. Love one another. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Honor one another above yourselves. Live in harmony with one another. Stop passing judgment on one another. Accept one another as Christ has accepted you. Instruct one another. First Corinthians, have equal concern for each other. Galatians, serve one another in love. Ephesians, be patient with one another, bearing with one another. Be kind and compassionate to one another. Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Philippians, in humility, consider others better than yourselves. Colossians, don't lie to one another. Colossians, forgive whatever grievances you might have against one another. 1 Thessalonians, don't tear each other down, but instead build each other up. James, don't grumble against each other. Confess your sins to each other. Pray for each other. 1 Peter, live in harmony with each other. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. And then five times in his little letter, the beloved disciple, and you can see why he was called the beloved disciple, five times he says, love one another. Love one another. (laughs) Love one another. Love one another. Like a broken record, love one another. See, the Bible is telling us we have huge benefits of belonging to Jesus And we have huge benefits and responsibilities as well as belonging to one another. And this is how we should get along. Those that belong, this is how we should get along. And one of the best ways to belong to each other is to do exactly what you're doing today. Come. Come sit in the blue chairs and come fellowship and come worship and give 
of your tithes and offerings and partake in the Lord's Supper and worship together and bring your Bible and open. That's one of the best ways to belong to each other and to the local church is to do exactly what you're doing. Come. But let me remind you that you can take another step. You can take another step here at Southwoods. You, you can use your gifts. Every one of us. Remember that passage? You have been given gracious gifts. Every one of us has different gifts and abilities. And you've been given special gifts that are completely unique to you. No one else has them in the same way that you have them. And God has designed those gifts to be used in the context, yes, of your work and other places. But he especially, because you belong to Jesus, is most thrilled when we take those gifts and those abilities and we use them in the place that we really belong, the church, in our groups, and we use them for the benefit and the glory of him and for the good of others. I really believe this is his design. And so you can use your gifts. Here are a few ways at Southwoods. You could make coffee. Do you have a gift for making coffee? You could greet friends at the door. You could clean up the building on Saturday or other times. You could help our children in Wildwoods. You could mentor our students. You could sing. You could play an instrument. You could run technical equipment. You could distribute food in our food pantry. You could visit the sick. You could pray for the sick. You could mow the grass here at Southwoods. You can shovel the snow here at Southwoods. You can teach a class here at Southwoods. You can facilitate a group at Southwoods. You can go on a retreat. You can help with the retreat. There's always a lot of things to do. You could go on a mission trip. You could mentor a marriage that just needs some help. You could prepare communion every Sunday or occasionally. You could even serve donuts at the reception table and more. (laughs) There are so many things and many ways that you could use your gifts and your abilities, just your interests, your passions, to help others. Why? Because you belong to Jesus and you belong to this church. Another way that you can belong to each other is not just serving on a team, but you could also join a group. And I know what that feels like. I know some of you are like, oh, Lori's going to talk about groups. I don't want to go to a group. I'm in a big group, and you are, and we're so glad that you're here. But you can also join a small group. And in those groups, you'll get to know people who will care for you, who will love you, who will accept you, who will encourage you, who will bring you a casserole when you're sick, (laughs) who will be there, who might babysit your kids, who will just love you, because that's what we do together. At Southwoods, we have 17 groups right now, groups for men and groups for women of all ages. Some of them meet every week, studying the Bible. Some of them meet every other week. Some of them meet in the morning. Some of them meet in the evening. Some of them meet for the whole year and have met for many years, and they've walked through life a lot. Others, like our refuge groups, just four weeks. Some of them meet just for prayer. Some of them meet just to eat. Our group is like potluck and prayer right now, and we eat. That's probably why we should go to the gym. <laughs> but but there's, there's all kinds of groups here at Southwoods. And regardless of how often the group meets or what's being uh, studied or what's even being served, Mexican, Italian, whatever, that night, I know that in those groups you will be loved, you'll be accepted, you'll be encouraged, you'll be strengthened, you'll be glad you went. You'll say, I found some friends some people who are a lot like me, and people who I'm glad that I have opportunity to know. And so maybe today, 
First off, if you don't belong to Jesus, let's take care of that. He's invited you. Come, he says. And if, if you are interested, we'd love to invite you to, to join one of our teams. You can belong there. You can serve there. You can help others. Or maybe you'd like to join one of these groups where you can receive some wonderful benefits. And so this morning, I hope that you'll think about it. I hope that you'll think about your relationship with Jesus. I hope you think about this beautiful and biblical idea of the local church and how we can belong to one another. And, you know, maybe this afternoon before you watch uh, that Super Bowl game, maybe one of you or two of you would like to do what I did, not go to Kohl's and buy a new wallet. But maybe you'd like to, have you heard this question on TV, what's in your wallet? <laughs> I've heard it before. I don't even know who it's for. It's a commercial. But maybe you'd like to say, what, what's in my wallet? And do like I did and just open it up, clean it out, and begin to take inventory, if you will, of all the places and groups and things that you belong to. And then be reminded that you have the opportunity to belong to Jesus Christ. And maybe evaluate, where is that relationship? Do I value it as much as my gym card or my Coles card? Because again, there's no relationship here on earth that's more important, that's more valuable than the fact that you belong to Jesus Christ. I'd like to close by uh, sharing with you, there's a passage of scripture that says, you know, as many of you, Jesus said, as many of you as confess me on earth, that say, I belong to Jesus Christ. If you do that on earth, what does he say he'll do in heaven? I will confess you before my Father in heaven. And for me, I just have this beautiful image that one day I will cross to the other side because all of us will one day. And when we get there, we'll be looking, who are the people I know here? Who are the people I know? And the only person that you need to know is going to be Jesus. And he's going to say, you know what? I know her. I know Lori Montague, because I remember back in Clinton, Ohio, years and years ago, she stood before a group of people and said, I believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. And I've been watching, Lori. You've been trying to live a decent life. I know you, Lori. Come on in. Come on in. I want to encourage you today to know that you belong to Jesus and you can belong to Jesus. And it's his heart's desire that you would belong to him and that you would belong to each other in the local church. Let's stand together. Let's pray about that. Let me encourage you, if you would like to come forward and pray and talk some more. Like Greg says, if you can't pray in church, you know, (laughs) please, you shouldn't be ever ashamed or hesitant to come forward and talk to us and pray or talk with anybody around you. We'd like to help you to belong to Jesus, help you to belong to this place at Southwoods. Let's pray together. Our Father, we thank you so very much for the opportunity that you have given us to belong to you, the creator of the universe, and to do so through Jesus Christ. And so even now we come in the name of Jesus, giving us access to the throne of God. Thank you, Father, that we can belong to you. Thank you for giving your son. And I just pray today that as we move forward to the next activities of the day, that we'll be encouraged, strengthened to know that we belong to you, that we can belong to you, and that around us is a a great army of witnesses, and that around us are great friends, people right here, 
that also belong to you and can help us when life gets hard and when it's difficult. Help us to lean on you. Help us to lean on each other. Thank you again for the powerful name of Jesus. We exalt him. We lift him up. There is no other name by which men can and will be saved. And today we're so grateful that we belong to that powerful name, to that powerful person. Thank you. And we pray all of these things in the name of Jesus. And everybody said with me, amen. Amen.